Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Sean Aylmer, and as always, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukoulis. You'll find him at thekook.com, T-H-E-K-O-U-K.com, and on Twitter using the handle thekook. Stephen, good morning. A very good morning, Sean. I think we have to talk a bit about last week. Those labour force numbers, I mean, in fact, they're exactly what you said would happen, happened, but it's a pretty good market out there. It is. And what we did see was that the unemployment rate, well, it ticked up one-tenth of a percent, but really it was basically the same number because what we saw was a lift in the participation rate. So after that statistical dip down two months ago, it rebounded. Uh, employment after dipping down <laughs> rebounded. So rather than sort of focusing on the monthly number, I think it's fair to say, look at the trend and look at what's happened over a series of months. And when we do that, and I'm sure the Reserve Bank will be doing that, it shows that the labour market's still as tight as a drum. There's still, you know, a solid level of employment growth in trend terms. The unemployment rate's tracking, you know, at basically at a 50-year low and the participation rate's tracking at an all-time high. So overlay that with demand for labour from the job vacancies, job ad series, and even though they're topping out a little, the labour market's still very, very strong. One thing which a few of the economists mentioned last week is full employment, the concept of full employment. And I'm going to drop one of my all-time favourite acronyms here, Stephen, the NARU, the Non-Accelerating Inflationary Rate of Unemployment. Would that be right? Pretty good, yes. yes. Yeah, something like that. Um, But the, the whole concept that we've got so many people in work that prices, i.e. wages, have to go up. Yes, and that's why it's an interesting concept. Now, the smarter academic type economists would say, look, the Nehru is a moving feast. It depends on technological change, composition of the labour market, demographics, you know, population growth, and a whole myriad of things. So it does change from time to time. But I think it's fair to say that here and now, it's probably around about 4%. I know that uh, others will say it's a fraction higher. So given that we've got the unemployment rate below as we were just saying, and that demand for labour is still pretty strong. It says to me that the tightness in the labour market should be showing up in higher wages. I suspect we're still a quarter or two away from that actually materialising, but it also shows up in an inability of firms to hire the people they need to expand. It's really curious that at this overfull employment or you know, breaking through this Nehru, that firms are actually saying that one of their biggest constraints on doing business is it's not interest rates, it's not, you know, a lack of orders, it's the lack of labour. So they've got these mm. great business plans and can't find anybody to work for them. Inc- incredible. Pretty incredible. Other th- just a couple of other surveys out last week, which were worth a mention. The National Australia Bank Business Conditions and Sentiment Survey, and, you know, business is happy. And then the Westpac Melbourne Institute Consumer Sentiment Survey, which surprisingly jumped up a little. Yeah, well, on the business survey first, because that's the one where there's been more resilience, I suppose, in what businesses are saying about you know their, their confidence and how business conditions are tracking. There's a whole lot of sub-readings within their survey on employment conditions, trading and profitability, and they're all pretty good. Yeah. So the business sector is saying that you know the economy's chugging along quite nicely. They're happy with the way things are, except for the availability of labour. Whereas we consumers, we're a miserable lot. <laughs> and while consumer sentiment did kick up, I think it was 3.9% in in the survey, it's still at a really low level. Um, yeah. Some people were suggesting that that mini rebound was because petrol prices have come off a bit and that sort of feeds into people's thinking. Uh, but suffice to say, if you look at the actual level of consumer sentiment, it's still well below long-run averages. And I think we're still very 
gloomy about interest rates going up, maybe house prices coming down a bit and, you know, this cost of living pressure, which is really, you know, biting a lot of people, I think, at the moment. Now, coming up, we have a quiet week for economists. I mean, the Reserve Bank board minutes are out, but not much otherwise. No, really quiet week. It's, it's sort of like the thing that happens in the third week of each month, of each calendar month. You know, we have a huge lot of stuff in the first couple of weeks, then we have that quiet week, and then we have a busy week. And we're into this quiet week where, yeah, the, the only things of note are, are the minutes of the RBA. And, and that'll be important because uh, obviously that's the meeting of a couple of weeks ago when they did hike rates by 50 basis points. It'll be interesting to see whether there's any more flesh on the bones, so to speak, about their mm. forward thinking. Because the markets now, despite you know this incredible sell-off in in the US with its higher than expected inflation reading last week, the markets in Australia are saying, well, maybe the RBA is going to be reverting to you know 0.25 moves in official rates rather than the 0.5 that they've delivered for the last four months, and so the minutes will be looked at and sort of trawled over for any clues on that front. But yeah, that's about it. There's no other hard data on the local economy to to guide us. I, I just one other thing I just want to mention to you, and we, we came up last week, and we're going to hear a lot about it. Is this independent review of the Reserve Bank, and the idea that perhaps we need not just business people on it, but people who know about monetary policy. Yeah, look, I think the at the end of the day, that review of the Reserve Bank and what they do and how they function, and you know, can they do a better job at managing the economy is is a very interesting one. I, I think it's necessary. I think that for a number of reasons, one, they hadn't been one for a while, and two, that they had, yeah, you know, there's been a few missteps in the last few years. And really importantly, the review of the board will be more about how it's governed. So I think we'll have uh, a decision about the people who make up the board that. We perhaps move away from business people who might be great business people but don't know a whole lot about monetary policy and that rather they'll appoint people who are monetary policy experts onto the board and hopefully that leads to better decisions over the more medium term that they get interest rates right. Thank you, Stephen. And thanks very much, Sean. Have a good week. That was economist Stephen Kukulis, better known as The Kook. You can find him at thekook.com and follow him on Twitter using the handle The Kook. I'm Sean Aylmer and this is Fear and Greed, the week ahead. <laughs> 